Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm back in The Great People Studio with my esteemed co-host, James Muncy. Morning, brother. Good morning. How Man, you doing? I tell you what, it feels good to be back. Yeah, well, you know, we missed you. You were gone for a whole week. Yep. And uh, now you're yep. back. So we had a good show. Dan and I, we tried to hold it down without you last week. We had a good time. Pretty concerned about what happened in my chair while I was gone. That's a pet peeve of mine when someone sits in my chair. Well, you can, you should listen to the podcast and uh, learn all about pet you peeves because that's did, what uh, we talked about. You did a great job. I am. You know, to me, that is always a, a key ingredient when um, I have friendships and family ships and relationships at work is think the true test of of someone's relationship is being able to step away from it and then know that you fully trust someone to take care of everything in your absence and that's you for me oh well thank it, you it is it is it is something i don't get to experience in many parts of my life uh i, I do <laughs> get a little me. nervous when i walk away from other things and 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 you get where you go on vacations and you go on trips and you, you have to stay plugged into your phone and all this stuff but yeah i, I hate being away from the show i i because I'm essentially gone two weeks. It was right. two weeks ago that I was here in the studio, and I just don't like that. But it is so neat be, being in something where I know I don't have to, quote-unquote, worry about well, thank anything. You. No, that's true. And I, it is tough to be away. When I was gone the whole month of July, I mean, that was the one thing about being gone that I I, I mean, I, I hated missing the show every week. I mean, this is sort of, sort of just part of our routine. Yeah. Well, thanks, th- thanks for everyone else for being here, well, especially in my absence. I yeah. appreciate it. Wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, podcast, live on 92.7 FM in Richmond, thank you for being here and allowing us, James and I, to be a part of your journey. Life is a journey. Unfortunately, it has to come to an end at some point, so we have to make the most of it. And you can get every show that we do on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. If you're a first-time listener or uh, perhaps if you just kind of tune in and out every, every week, a uh, little bit of background on on why we are here. Uh, we're here to deliver to you, the listener, insights and inspiration, because you need both, for a life of significance and serving others, because true greatness is serving others. Today, we're going to talk about self-talk. James, I have a very important question for you. Do you talk to yourself? All the time. So what does that sound like? Uh, it depends on whether I'm talking to myself out loud or in my head. <laughs> <laughs> It's both. It is both. It is definitely both. So are you an out loud self-talker often? I can be. Usually when I'm mad at myself, I will say yes. I will say it uh, out loud. Um, It's usually the frustrations that come out out loud. It's Ah. usually the more constructive, thoughtful, insightful, positive things that are more of an inner monologue for me. But when I'm when I'm ticked off, and it, again, it's usually being mad or disappointed in myself. Okay. I will say it. I, yeah, I tend to say it out loud. So the, the out loud self-talk is the, the nasty stuff, yeah. the negative stuff, anything yeah. not positive. I'm curious if you ever catch yourself say, talking to yourself out loud, something nice. No, I don't. Me neither. And, now, can I... Know, Go ahead. I just add one quick thing? I don't because I would feel awkward about saying things like, man, I'm awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you hear that something. from everybody around you all day. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know, right. I, I don't know. I think that 
I think that the, you know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and, and your mom is mad at you and she's got to, you know, teach you that, that lesson and let you know that you, you screwed up. Okay. I think that subconsciously I, I need to hear it out loud from myself, you know, as like somebody's talking to me when, when I'm not, when I'm not, when I'm not performing as I should, when I'm not doing something as I should. Uh, so self-coaching. Yeah. So it's it's, it's self-coaching. Self sometimes, sometimes to be honest though, it's less, it's less self-coaching and it's more just self insults, you know, wow. like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, man, you really screwed that up. Except I usually don't use the word screwed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's me. I mean, I'm sure everybody's That's different, uncool, which is why dude. this is a cool topic. That's un that, that that kind of self talk is uncool. Yeah, but sometimes you need to hear it. I, it's motivating for me. Interesting. I, I don't know. I don't honestly until this was this was a topic you came up with. I had nothing. You know, some weeks we we talk about the topic. I had nothing to do with this topic. Uh, yeah. You know, you 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 wanted to do this yeah, today, which is awesome. It. And so it's funny because when you sent when you texted over to me what we were doing. I was like, man, that's not something I spend a lot of time thinking about. But it's all the time. It is. It it's definitely all is. all the time. I mean, this we're talking about your inner voice, and there's multiple layers of it. There's that unconscious, subconscious self-talk mm -hmm. that um, is, is it's like breathing. How, how often do we really sit around thinking about, I just breathed. I just breathed again. My heart's beating. It's beating again. We just don't think it. There is subconscious self-talk happening at the same time. Right. We've got a lot of uh, subconscious. So interesting little trivia fact. Your, your subconscious, so what you're not consciously thinking about, can do up to about 2,000 things at any given wow. second. Um, I had no idea. Your conscious mind can only take in generally about seven or so things at a time. Okay. So by unconscious, I'm talking about everything from you realize the level of light in this room, the the background behind me, the, you know, whether I've got a hair out of place. I mean, you're, you're conscious, you're, your subconscious realizes I all these things, all the time, James. but you can only focus on about a half a dozen things at a time yeah. consciously. And, and like you said, one of those things can be kind of the thoughts that are always going on in the, in the back of your head. So... How do we control this thing? That's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Uh, it's going to happen no matter what. Uh, it's it's always there. We're always talking to ourselves, sometimes out loud, as James established earlier. More often than not, that loud, out loud is negative, and uh, most of the uh, quiet one is too. It's that critical protectiveness that we go through. Uh, how do we become more aware of it? And if we're not aware of it, we're not going to be able to control it. We can't do anything with it if yeah. we we don't acknowledge it and, and really think uh, hard about it, uh, folks. I've been in, I've been in this this kind of this business of uh, personal and professional development for eighteen years, and I was preparing to do a show on self talk. And as I was in the studio this morning, getting this new equipment set up, mm -hmm. something wasn't working. And I literally said out loud, as Tracy is my witness, I said, oh, I'm so stupid. Because I realized what I did and hit the button. I said, look at that. Look at that. I just said out loud that I'm stupid minutes before doing a show on negative self-talk while I've been trying to practice for decades yes. to get better at this. So 
there is it's an it's a battle, folks. It's an ongoing battle, and we're here to equip you with the mental weaponry necessary to fight that battle. But we can't do it this very second because we have to take a break. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So self-talk is the most productive or destructive activity you can do. And as we mentioned earlier, you continuously do it throughout the day. I would say this is the biggest lever you can pull in your life that's going to have a dramatic impact on every single thing you do, you say, you react to. Where you are in your life is a result of millions of decisions that you've made in your life. And the reason that number is so high, I saw a statistic one time that the average human being makes 10,000 decisions in one day. Yeah. Some of these decisions are tiny. What clothes you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to walk next. I would say maybe or maybe not those have a dramatic impact on your life 10 years from now. Uh, they probably pale in comparison to taking the job, marrying the spouse, having children, reading a book, uh, walking out into the street, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So these are a result of all the uh, things that we say to ourselves right. up to that point. I mean, that's 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 a culmination. That decision is a culmination of our self-talk. Yeah. And we don't have a tendency to think about it in terms of self-talk. So what I mean by that, let's say that somebody says to you, you know, J.J., you need to have a more positive attitude. Your, right. your attitude lately has been negative. You need to be more positive. What does it really mean in that example if we try to have a positive attitude? Well, it means that that voice in our head is going to start to look at the positive side of of the world. So, you know, instead of, you know, when you're stuck in traffic, well, gosh darn it, I'm really ticked off because now I'm going to be late. I'm stuck in traffic instead yep. of having a positive attitude and saying, well, you know, at least I'm not in the accident that's uh, that's causing this traffic and this will give me some time to make a few phone calls. Yeah, or I'll have some time to relax now. But that's your inner voice that's talking mm -hmm. to you, that's mm -hmm. telling you how to feel and how, in any given moment and how to approach what's going on. And we can train that inner voice, right? Yes, that's that's why we're here. It's a, And it's a training exercise that never ceases. Yeah. It really, really never ceases. Everything in our psyche is wired to the negative to protect us. It uh, reminds me of the phrase, only the paranoid survive. So part of that paranoia is watch out for this. Don't do this. Uh, stop doing that. It's just... It may not be as negative as saying, gosh, I'm so stupid, mm -hmm. but it's still negative in holding you back from being able to do things because of the because of the risk factors. And um, an author that I want to bring into this conversation, have you ever read the book Psycho-Cybernetics by no. Maxwell Maltz? No. Oh, you'd love it. With your background, you'd love this book. It was written, I think it was written in the 60s. Um, it's not a crazy religion. Okay. Don't think, don't think like that. That's Dianetics, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it, buddy. Um, I think so. So um, psycho-cybernetics, translated to Greek, means psycho-mental cybernetics steering. So what we're actually doing is we're mentally steering ourselves in a different direction compared to whatever maybe is naturally happening for us. So uh, in this book, there's a concept called theater of the mind. And I'm curious, James, have you ever been in a situation where 
you were really worried about how a conversation was going to go concerned. Um, you were putting a lot of attention on it. anything from uh, it deserves your attention to I'm very, very worried about how it's going to go. It could be a conversation, a negotiation, a proposal meeting, a sales meeting, anything like that. Conversation with your wife, wherever. And you have an hour, a day, maybe a week before this thing's going to happen. So our mind starts to go off on tangents. We start to think about those. How's this going to go? I typically think sometimes around the worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. And you start to get into details in your brain about this thing of, um, okay, so this is what they're going to say. This is what I'm going to say. What's going to happen next? And then um, I would say 99% of the time, our worst case scenarios never never come true. It, it happens just a totally different right. scenario. That's why it's a worst case scenario. That's why it's worst case scenario. And we think that way. So what he says in this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, is... If we're going to have a theater in our mind, if we're going to have actors and, and, and actresses and scenarios and plot lines and scripts, let's use that to control the outcome rather than be worried about what's going to happen. So he gets into if you are getting ready to go into an, a big interview for a job, take an hour or two to just sit in silence. And in your mind, picture yourself walking through the door, sitting down in the chair of the office what exactly are you going to say to the person interviewing? What are they going to say back? What are you going to say? And do that as many times as you can because you can actually start to control how you react when you get into the situation. Mm -hmm. And the situation then does start to reflect what you were prepared for more accurately. Why wouldn't we spend the time and the energy to focus on what we want rather than getting so caught up in everything that we don't want, which is worst case scenarios. Why would we do that? Yeah. And it depends. Some pe Sometimes you're just having a day that your attitude is such that that voice is, is showing negative things. Mm -hmm. We've, I've, we've all gone through some periods in our life where that seems to be the only voice that we hear internally. And sometimes it's just a matter of, I think, being prepared for any outcome, you know, and the point. That's a tough that's a tough thing as to whether that is is a positive good thing or not. You know, that negotiation or that interview if we're preparing for it and we're trying to prepare for success, is it still a good idea to let that voice take you in a direction, well, if things don't go my way, then then this or then that. And I, I don't know. I I always like to have a uh an emergency exit strategy. Uh <laughs> You know, in the back of my head. know where the fire exit is. Yeah. You really do. Um, but no, it, but it is a matter of reining that voice in. And, yeah. and this, to me, ties back largely to confidence, right? So if that, if that voice is, if that voice is mm -hmm. communicating something of, of confidence to you and you're going to do well and this is going to be successful, it prepares you in one way. If that voice tells you you're not prepared for this, you're going to fail. There are other people who are better than you that are trying to do to accomplish this right now. Yeah. Then you're not going to be set up for success. Let's talk a little bit more about maybe the science behind it. We have about six minutes or so before we have to head to our ne next break here. Uh, our favorite website on the show, psychologytoday.com. I yeah. tell you what, man, there's just so much good stuff on this website. There is. Um, 
found a lot of information that we're going to just pick apart and talk about what you can do differently on this whole self-talk issue. So they say self-talk combines conscious thoughts with unconscious beliefs and biases. Yeah. So that's a whole other layer of this thing, James. I mean, self-talk isn't just what we see here, feel in the moment, throwing through our head and coming out of our mouth sometimes when we out loud say, gosh, I'm so stupid. There is such, in my case, a foundation of 44 years of my beliefs and biases that is is coal shoving into the furnace on that self-talk. Whether you've had a rough childhood, you've been in a bad marriage, you've um, uh, you've it's, you've just experienced a tremendous amount of failure. Maybe you're clinically depressed, or you are suffering from some mental um, clinical challenges. That becomes the foundation for your self talk, whether you want it to be or not. And really, the only difference that that you have compared to someone else that doesn't have all that bad experiences, you just have a greater disposition. You have to work harder. My son has some form of dyslexia. He just has to work harder at understanding the letters. It has nothing to do whether he can or not. Right. He just has to work harder at it. And my my struggle with those of you that have a tremendous amount of deep, negative, unfortunate beliefs, biases, experiences is you just quit too early because it's too hard and you just can't. I, I, it's, it's, such, it's such a cliche for me to say you just can't. But I do believe that our show is part encouragement that if you're listening to it right now, there is a real specific reason why you are listening to the show right now. Um, James, you ran into someone at a hospital the other day that recognized you from the show. I did. There's, there's a reason why that woman is listening to the show is I believe that we are here to help some of you that have to fight harder than others mm-hmm. to overcome these things that you're disposed by to achieve not just what you want in this world. And I commend you for wanting to go after what you want in this world, but to be able to fulfill your destiny, achieve your purpose, especially if you're not even sure what that is right now. And it's very difficult to see that purpose and that destiny whenever you're trash-talking yourself. Yep, James, I, I agree there's moments in our life where we have to trash-talk ourselves to get out of the rut. I do it in, in exercise. Um, I ran when I was in Orlando last week for this conference. I got out and ran, and it was brutal. It was 49 degrees in Orlando. I wasn't dressed for the weather. It mm-hmm. was windy. I was out loud talking trash to myself to finish this run. Call that negative self-talk. I finished the run. Well, good. I mean, it worked. And sometimes it, and a lot of the time it does work. You know, with, with, with me, and I think with a lot of people, when, when we do that, when we have that negative self-talk, it's because we're doing something wrong. Uh, and I don't mean wrong like, like criminal or anything, but we're doing something that, that we maybe, know. Maybe. Maybe. But we know we're doing something wrong, yet we are still doing that wrong thing and we want to stop. We want to change that behavior. But sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes you can't. You struggle to change a, a bad behavior. And and a lot of negative self-talk comes from telling yourself, you know, you're an idiot. Why can't you get over this? Why can't you change this? Um, and and it is trying to motivate you when nothing else has worked. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's where we go. It's human nature. I think that's an an interesting thing that you mentioned that 
we maybe aren't doing something criminal, but have you ever said to yourself, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing this right now? Oh, sure. This is a really bad idea. This is a really, really bad idea. And then the rest of the joke is hold my beer, right? Yeah. Um, That is some very, um, gosh, what kind of of self-talk do we want to call that? That that is uh, insightful self-talk, right? Yep. There's probably a better word for that, but you get the point. Well, and a lot of the time it's, it's risk reward, right? I mean, I've, you know, I've never, uh, I've never committed a a major criminal act before, but I would think that somebody who's about to go in and rob a bank. Okay. I like like the story so far. Their inner voice has got to be telling them this is wrong. You shouldn't do this. You could go to jail. You could be shot and killed. What if we get caught? Exactly. Um, but Again, it's it's like there's a Disney movie with all the different characters in the person's head, but then there's that you know, or it's, the, or it's the angel and the devil on your shoulder that you know. Then there's that other voice that's saying, "But if we do this, then and, and we're successful, then you're going to have a ton of money, yeah, and a lot of your problems are going to go away." Well, one of the devil and angel conversations I'm having right now is um, the angel is telling me in our studio that we have to take a break in ten seconds, uh-huh. but the devil is telling me. Baby, I'm not going anywhere. Well, let's just we keep got, talking. We got work to do yeah. because uh, this is too important for our folks. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. I'm going to read something from this uh, psychology today that I found. It's very, very, very powerful. Human mm-hmm. nature is prone to negative self-talk. However, in sweeping assertions like, quote, I can't do anything right. I know, th- I know you've said that before. Yep. Or, quote, I'm a complete failure. I know you've said that before are common diatribes. This negativity can be unrealistic and even harmful. Get this, paralyzing people into inaction and self-absorption. I never really thought about that to the point they are unaware of the world around them. I never really realized how powerful self-talk can be into making us incredibly more self-centered people. Like it really just, think about it. You're so focused in on yourself right. that you have ran out of things to say to yourself other than really trashy things. Yeah. That's a really bad place to be, folks. It is. And I, I've been there. Me too. Unfortunately. I've been there. Got to confess it. It's hard. It's hard to make it stop when, 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 you start, when you start going there. It actually feels good. It can. It actually feels good whenever you are feeling unsuccessful, mm-hmm. when you're truly feeling like a failure. When you truly feel like that you can't do anything right in this world, that attempt after attempt after attempt is dead end after dead end after dead end. It is incredibly therapeutic to say to yourself, you suck. You're terrible. It's almost like we validate our own horrible feelings about ourselves, and we say it over and over and over. To the point, if someone were to ever say anything to you positive, you think they're lying. You just can't even find any truth in what they're mm-hmm. saying. And that mm-hmm. sucks, man. Is that negative self-talk? It is. <laughs> it is. And, and <laughs> you know, but that's just, that's the whole thing, too, of where you never know what is going on in other people's minds. Yeah. You know, it's it's we talk a lot about suicides, you know, right now is is I mean, I just say hot topic, but it's something that you hear a lot about and unexpected suicides, you know, and a lot of the time when you have somebody that that does something terrible like this, like take somebody like Robin Williams, for example. OK. And you just say, my gosh, you know, that is the most positive, happy, uplifting person in the world. Well, you know what? You don't know 
what their inner what their inner voice is is telling them can't imagine um no you have no idea and you know for some people it is as simple as as and we're going to talk about ways that you can try to redirect that inner critic and sometimes it's 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 something that you need to seek medical treatment for yep um, and we're not saying that that all of this can be fixed just by by simple exercises to try to change your the attitude in your head. But there are certainly some things you can do to make it better to try. I um, I can't help but to think of this one phrase whenever you were talking. Positive self-talk is not self-deception. Mm-hmm. It's not self-deception. It is not mentally looking at situations with eyes that see only what you want to see. Rather, positive self-talk is about recognizing the truth in situations in yourself. And it not it amazing that we would much prefer to lie to ourselves mm-hmm. than to tell the truth? I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you've screwed up. I don't care what people have done to you. I don't care how much money you've lost or what you've lost or who you've lost. There's really nothing you can say to yourself negatively that's true. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Because at the end of the day, you're a God's creature and you were designed in his image and for amazing things in this world. We all have the opportunity for absolutely amazing things. I just don't think we recognize that 99% of the time. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. I don't think you give yourselves enough uh, positive feedback and um, truly understand who you are. I just do not believe you truly understand who you are, because if you truly understood who you were, A, the negative self-talk would end. Mm-hmm. B, when you did have positive self-talk, you would believe it. And C, you would catch your doing you would catch yourself doing things that you never in a million years would catch yourself doing. And or I should say accomplishing things. Yep. Getting out of your comfort zone, understanding that the comfort zone almost doesn't exist. It really doesn't, but you have one, and the reason it exists is because you're continuously telling yourself it exists. I can't do that. I don't know if I want to do that. What will happen if I do that? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Or we do it all blah, the time. Blah. All the time. All the time. Um, so self-talk, positive self-talk is at its most critical point when a negative event or a mistake has happened. Like, to me, that is the absolute moment of impact. Um, That's the moment where you need to be on your toes, most self-aware, most conscious, most controlling, most challenging over what you're saying to yourself. Mm -hmm. So kind of back to one of our original questions, how do we start to divert this thing? Is you have to train yourself to say, oh, I just screwed this up. Now's that time where I can't let myself be my own worst critic because that is exactly when it's going to happen. That's when the war is on. That's when the battle is at its highest. Yeah, it's okay to own that you screwed something up, but there's it has to turn around at some point, mm-hmm. and you can choose to redirect yourself early on. Because when that inner voice, I mean, JJ, to me, when that inner voice is telling you that you suck, that you, you know, whatever negative things it's telling you, I don't think there's anybody that we will listen to more than ourselves. Nope. And the ultimate authority figure in our lives is that inner voice. And, you know, if you can change 
that dialogue that you are having with yourself, it can it can be miraculous. Yeah. It can be life-changing. There are people who do not succeed nearly what their potential in this world is because they spend most of their lives telling themselves that they can't or they won't or that they're incapable or that they're not deserving. I could go on and on. And you do have control over that. We all have our bad mm-hmm. days. I man, I still have plenty of bad days in this in this world. I've had a lot of them lately. Well, if 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 we don't, it's almost as if we're not doing the right things. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And you know, with uh with with the loss of a, a, a unexpected loss of a close friend a couple months ago and a lot of other things, um I can tell you that my inner voice has been extremely negative the mm-hmm. last couple months. And uh, and it's been something I have really struggled with. It's a timely topic mm-hmm. for us today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like most people, if you meet me on the street or whatnot, it seems like I've got it all together, you know, and, and I'm not on a cliff or anything, but I'm just saying that that there's there's a lot going on beneath the surface and with everybody with everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the time. And all we go and we do go through periods in our lives that that voice may be more negative than others. And it's when you're in that bad place that it's the most important to try to stop and turn it around. So that's where you start, folks. Yeah. That's that's where you start. And you're going to get proverbially, preferably, I'm just going to make up another word because I can't get that other one out of my mouth. Uh, you're going to get most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you take this head on at that peak, of most resistance in your brain. The, the last thing I'm going to share from the Psychology Today article, um, the practice of positive self-talk is often the process that allows you to discover the obscured optimism. Now, check out that word, obscured optimism, hope, and joy in any given situation. Mm-hmm. We've given a couple examples. Every situation that you encounter, that you run into, that you face, as horrible as it is, horrible as it could be, there is obscured optimism, hope, and joy. Yeah. 100% of the time. I agree. I, I, you won't feel it. You won't see it. You probably will not acknowledge it. But I tell you what, I absolutely promise you without a shadow of a doubt, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. Um, and I'm going to ask our audience right now, you're going to have to look for some obscured optimism for the next short period of time because we have to take a break. All right. And I know you'd much prefer to listen to us, but we have to do it. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So how do we improve our self-talk? So here's the first thing that I have personally found to be the um, easiest regular thing you can do to change your self-talk, and that's to write. And every morning, I, I have a devotional that I go through, and... You, you can't have fresh water and salt water coming from the same well. It's a right. proverb. Right. Um, and so what the writing does, I love this quote from Stephen King and a few others have used a similar quote. I write to understand what I think. Mm-hmm. Writing actually starts to physically control what we believe in how we think. So I would recommend starting every day and ending every day with some form of writing. Okay. 
And I don't mean writing emails or responding to proposals or that kind of writing. I mean truly inner voice, inner thoughts, things that are going on inside of you that you can get out on paper. Journaling, it's called you know, journaling, whatever you whatever you want to call it, just start writing and and you will find your self-talk change over time. It just it just can't not change. It's okay. another way of getting that communication out. I like that. It sounds like a little bit of a time commitment. It is. Yeah. I um I spend about fifteen to twenty minutes a morning on it. Okay. I mean I most most of you listening will blow more on Facebook before you get out of bed than you would writing. Facebook is so much more fun. And it's way more comfortable under your sheets in the middle of winter. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's just so warm and cozy. Yeah. And we can do it. We can just sit there. And by the way, I don't mean typing on your phone. Okay. I don't mean opening up the notes app and, and typing it out. I mean, we're talking about really sitting down. And this is a crazy thought for some of you with a writing utensil that has real ink in it huh. or lead okay. that goes onto a piece of paper. It's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not talking about an Apple pencil. I'm talking about a real pencil. Huh. It'll start to change the way that you talk to yourself. Um, number two, I call it self-intervention. We've already covered it. When something bad happens in your life, when right. you've made a mistake, and I think that's I, don't, I think that's the more common simplistic approach is when you make a mistake because you're going to screw some things up today. Yes. It's kind of natural and it's okay. Is when you when you make that mistake, just literally say to yourself, what am I thinking right now? Well, you're probably thinking on how bad everything was inside of you that caused that mistake to happen, or you're frustrated yep. because you you let something go, or you got a little lazy, you took your eye off the ball, mm -hmm. whatever. Is that's the moment of impact? Is to intervene with yourself. I um, I'm also a firm believer in equipping the people around me to call me out whenever something bad comes out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Early in the studio when I said, gosh, I'm so stupid. Uh, I'm hoping in the future, if Tracy ever hears that again, she's going to say, ah, you better cut that mess out. Did you hear what you just said? And I think that's one of the scariest parts. Because mm -hmm. when I'm in a coaching situation, either one-on-one -on -one or a group, I'll point out to somebody that just did something and they go, what did I say? Did I just say that? Like, yeah, you just said it. And if it's in a group setting, people go, yeah, you just said that. They're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize that. That's how powerful this is, folks. That's how deep this thing is. It's crazy. Yep. So this is an idea that I picked up off the Internet. So it must be good. It's called the rubber band snap. What they recommend is that you take a rubber band, All right. put it on your wrist. Okay. And when you catch yourself negative self-talking, snap, you snap your wrist with it. It's literally self-physical abuse. Whenever you so catch wait, yourself so you want Tracy me, shaking her head. You now. want me to deal with a negative emotion by hurting myself. Yes. Tracy, put the huh. put the mic down. I want you to get in on this. She's in she's just giving me the look of, of no way Jose on this one. Yeah, I kind of am too. Why why are you against the Tracy? Because I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? No. Yeah, I hear you. Can you I hear, can't me hear now? you? So keep talking. I can't hear you, but keep talking. Because already you're inflicting you know, psychological pain on yourself, why would you inflict physical pain? Well, there's a few of us out here that don't mind that. <laughs> but the rest of the story is it's a um, it's a mechanism okay. of training your brain subconsciously. It's mm. it's Pavlov's dog. It's the same it's the same theory. Ring the bell, get the award. 
negative self-talk leads to me snapping my wrist with uh, with something. So Could there be something a little less painful? You know, I'll leave that up to you, Tracy. Okay. We'll, we'll let you decide what your self-inflicted punishment should be, okay? Okay. All right. So we've got writing, snapping ourselves with a rubber band. <laughs> Here's another huge one. All right. Replace negative influences. Mm-hmm. I believe, now she's giving me thumbs up. I believe that a vast majority of the negative self-talk that you have actually comes from some of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Um, I understand you can't ditch your family. Well, you shouldn't. Some of you already have. But if you find yourself around some negative influences, people that use negative self-talk all the time is limit your exposure to that. And there are some there are some people that you probably need to permanently distance yourself from. Mm. Um, and, and, and I'll leave that up to you. That's your call. But we are dramatically influenced by other people's negative self-talk, yeah. almost to the point where it just normalizes it. Mm-hmm. And that's a very dangerous place to be is to know that you're you, you you're not feeling good. Something bad has just happened. You're already in this cesspool of negative self-talk. So what are you going to do? You're going to call up that friend and go have a drink with them knowing that they're negative too. And you're just going to wallow in the cesspool together. Yep. Folks, you got to cut yourself off from that. And you know who that person is. Please don't tell me that it's therapeutic or it's, it's, it makes me feel better or they understand where I'm coming from. They're increasing and encouraging the level of anxiety and stress and the chances of you continuously making these mistakes or feeling this goes up, you're 10xing it by just hanging around that person that you feel makes you feel better about it, but they're making it worse. Do you call up the person that gives you a hard time about giving you negative self-talk? Do you call up the person that makes you feel incredibly good about yourself by lifting you out of it? Or do you call the person that wallows in, in misery? You're probably calling the person that wallows in misery with you. As most people do. What's up with that? Yeah, we want our thoughts and emotions to be justified by others. Mm-hmm. It's it a makes nat- it feel real, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's an, again, it's human nature. It's a, it's a natural response. It makes it okay. It validates it. But, you know, we all have, I think more times than not, your friends, it's rare. It's a special thing if you have a friend that's going to say, hey. You need to stop thinking that way, you know, yeah. and and so forth. We we like to agree with each other. I on the drive here this morning, I was uh, I was working last night. I I, I didn't see uh, my wife at all yesterday, and I was on the phone with her on the drive here this morning. And there was something that happened yesterday that really ticked me off, and I was telling her about it. And you know, it was it got her. Not angry, angry, but got her upset as well. And she was probably fine at the beginning of the conversation. Probably so. And yeah. I was sorry to bring her down. And, you know, but I don't know. I mean, it did make me feel better to tell you the truth. <laughs> of course it does. You know, and it, and it always will. Yeah, it'll it'll always make you feel better. And it does. It does think that you have to bring someone down with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a lot of people in your life that are already down there with you. Mm-hmm. And you go and you seek them out. I love what, and we'll add another one to this list, Angela, who just commented on our Facebook Live video stream here. She said she 
gave herself permission to celebrate success. And I don't think we, that's, that's a whole other show here. Yeah. What do you and don't you give yourself permission to do? Mm-hmm. You said earlier, our inner voice is the ultimate authority figure. It is. Shouldn't that authority figure also be giving us permission and not permission to do and be certain things? I think so. I think they go hand in hand. What's well, already happening, right? It's already given you permission to talk trash about yourself. Shouldn't we change the permission slip a little bit here? Yeah. I think that in it in its heart, your inner voice is your inner voice is is it doesn't challenge you. Your inner voice likes to take the easy way out. When yeah. something bad happens or when you have screwed something up, the easy thing for that inner voice, the inner voice is that friend a lot of the time that will wallow with you. You know, the inner <laughs> voice, it is. I yeah. mean, because the inner voice is when you screwed up, your inner voice says, yeah, you're an idiot. You know, I mean, it takes work to change that conversation that you have in your own mind. A lot of work, man. It takes work. And your inner voice is lazy. It is. I'm sorry. It, it It is lazy. And, and. Man, it and folks, this is something that all of you have done this at one time or another. All of you know what it is like to have your inner voice start in one direction and for you to be able to turn it around. We've all done that, too. The thing is, we need to do it more often, Mm. but it takes work. It takes anything good in life, anything with positive outcomes, anything that you truly deserve takes a tremendous amount of of work. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a path of very little work, if you're on a path of very little resistance, I'm questioning if you're on the right path or not. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you are facing a tremendous amount of self-talk, negative self-talk, I think is an indication of whether you're on that path. If you if you are indulging yourself or 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 uh, on the opposite end of that, you're fighting the good fight on really negative self-talk. It's probably the battle you're supposed to be fighting. I think too often we run away from the battle and we should be embracing the battle. Yeah. Because it's an indicator that we're in the deep end of life and we need to fight like you know what. Sometimes not even for ourselves. Sometimes, to your point, talking to Catherine, sometimes it's the fight for our family. I mean, we're not, we ain't even, we've got like less than three minutes left in the show. We ain't even talked about the effects of your negative self talk on other people yet. That's mm-hmm. another show. Yeah. Those of you with kids, you come home. Honey, how was your day? Oh, it was awful, blah, blah, blah. And your kid's in the other room listening to that. Shame on me because I've done it. Shame on you for letting that happen. This, this is where it has to stop. You have to treat yourself like a friend. You treat yourself sometimes like the worst enemy in your life, the way yep. you talk to yourself. Yep. That's terrible. You, you should be treating yourself like your best friend. So let's say you believe in God. God comes down and has a conversation with you. Are you literally going to take that moment just to complain to God about all the things that are happening in your life? Of course not. No. But you'll do it when, when he's not around. You'll do it when your best friend's not around. Mm-hmm. You'll do it when your kids aren't around. I'm kind of glad you're not going to do it when they're around. But the fact is you're still doing it. Isn't that the measure of character? is what you do when other people aren't looking. Folks, your negative, horrible self-talk is a reflection of your character. 
because you're doing it when no one's looking and you think it's okay. You have completely convinced and fooled yourself to believe that if you say that to yourself, you're not hurting anybody else. Not only are you hurting you, but you're hurting everyone else all the time by allowing that creeping in to your brain. Today is the day the negative talk has to start stopping because mm-hmm. I'm not a fool to believe it's just going to stop. Today is when you have complete control over this. It has to stop. Amen. So I'm going to have to leave you on this because we're, we're running out of time. I want to thank everyone for being here and allowing us to be part of this journey. That journey involves you using positive self-talk. Say nice things about yourself. Treat yourself like a best friend. James, it was good to be back, brother. Good to be back with uh, you. And by the way, on Facebook, we are going to be special day and time next week, right? Yeah, we'll be here Monday on Monday. Facebook. So come check us out. We're now multi-streaming on multiple platforms. We might play with the YouTube thing next time. Who knows? Oh, very cool. So yeah. Monday at 9. Yeah. We'll be here. Getting into holidays. Special right. holiday editions That's of right. the Great People Show. And you can catch us anytime. Greatpeopleshow.com. Check out the podcast. Tell your friends. Again, folks, thank you. Thank you for letting us into your day, into your life. It's an honor. So go out there and make someone great. Bye-bye. See ya! Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.